Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Rivers, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. Happy New Year. It is 2024, my friends. And if you can hear the booms in the background, it is just past the stroke of midnight on January 1st, 2024. Now, we had a little meetup in the Discord, and I talked for, to people uh, on and off for a couple of hours, and I asked, what do you guys want to hear about on the first podcast episode of Season 4 of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast? And the request was, how to make 2024 your bitch. You heard me. You heard me. How to own this year. How to make it yours. Well... I'm afraid the answer is a little bit different for every single person because you all have an individual astrology chart. I want to remind you that there's been a lot of quote-unquote spiritual TikTokers or YouTubers out there trying to tell you that if you're a cardinal sign, and that's Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, or have any of those placements in your chart, that, you know, at the stroke of midnight today, January 1st, 2024, you've ended a 15-year cycle. No. Pluto does not exit Capricorn until January 20th, and I've been talking about that for weeks, weeks and weeks. But what does happen tonight is Mercury stations direct, and that's in the evening time Pacific. Later in the evening on the East Coast, Mercury will station direct, and that means it looks like it stops in the sky. So January 2nd, all steam ahead. It is ready to go as Mercury direct in Sagittarius has us aiming for our ambitions and our aspirations, our goals, and has this kind of running into the future. Don't trip. <laughs> Don't trip. You got to watch where you're going. I'm going to say, if you really want to get a great start, is be methodical this month. You want to be methodical in January. So we're going to talk a little bit more in this episode about the consciousness that you really want to adopt if you want to make 2024 your year uh, because it's it's all down to the individual consciousness this is another transition year it's another powerful year of change you're gonna to have to just get used to change my friends and it's not all sunshine and roses it's it's really not it's not all sun, sunshine and roses but you can make a really pretty rose colored umbrella in the rain you can make the best out of a situation and i've been talking about that you got to be pragmatic my friends so that's something we're going to talk about on the podcast today uh to the people who thought i didn't give what i said i was going to give on the last episode did you listen to the last 17 minutes because there's a fast forward button the last 17 minutes of the final episode of season three i gave you all the dates to look forward to in 2024 so you could take a listen to that and now i think it's a really good time for us to really look at the type of consciousness we want to adopt regardless of our chart with the astrology 
of January and how to make the most out of this month. Because how you set your energy this month is going to carry you through to pretty much September and prepare you for the uh, final destabilization that we face uh, in, in October of, of 2024. There is a bumpy ride between September and November, but you don't want to fear it. You just want to be ready for it. And that's how you make 2024 your bitch. So... All right, let's start on a positive note. Coming up, we're talking about consciousness and how to wield yours with deliberate intent. All right, let's talk about your consciousness and how you can wield it with deliberate intent and what that actually means. So a lot of times we feel like life is happening to us. We get caught up in the slipstream of the cosmic tide and sometimes it feels like a riptide and we feel like we're under the water and we can't breathe and we struggle for every single stroke. We're trying to swim to the surface. And if we just remember to stop fighting, we'll float to the top. It'll spit us up and out. And it takes courage to do that when everything in your body is trying to fight the tide and the current. When we're in a time of change, and we are in a time of change, it's easy to want to fight that and try to hold on to whatever normal we have, whether it's functional or dysfunctional, whether it's really authentically good for us, or if we're just making nice with a shared reality that we're really not sure is our own. It can be a little wild. It can be a little wild. And we can feel like we're pushed against the currents. But what does this have to do with the astrology, Lori? Everything. I am speaking the astrology. doesn't do you any good if I talk about the transits and you don't know what the hell they mean. If I speak the astrological ease and you don't know what the meaning of that is, it does you no good. I am telling you exactly what you need to know to make it through the next couple of weeks. And if you get it through the next couple of weeks, you can get through the rest of the year and you can make it through in a powerful way. Remember, I'm a progressive evolutionary astrologer. And I say progressive, I added that to the evolutionary moniker because I felt that evolutionary astrology was stuck with some social cultural concepts that needed widening and broadening. I don't think that men have to act a certain way and I don't think women have to act a certain way or they's have to act a certain way in order to be valid. I don't. I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to be. I think if you meet your obligations, you take care of your responsibilities then whatever you do with your personal self, not harming anybody, because what you do, who you love, how you dress, doesn't harm a damn anybody. And by being distracted and disrupted by that, if other people are doing that's that's a problem. That's a personal problem, to be honest. 
our consciousness isn't about divine masculine or divine feminine. The divine has no gender. The divine is so far above that because the gender itself is a social cultural construct. Biology is another story and there's many different representations of biological sex and that's a scientific fact. And who we're attracted to has nothing to do with that really. There might be some hormones involved, but they haven't been able to prove that one yet as far as what someone might say is orientation. And I always said, if it was a choice, I wouldn't be a straight woman. <clears throat> it's not a choice, and so I am. My life would have been a lot easier, <laughs> I think, if it wasn't. So... Let's look at January. You can look at the disruption that's in the astrology. And there's some big disruption. We've got the new moon conjunct Pluto. And that is a powerful obsession. That is a big kaboom in some ways. It's a new form of disruption to society and culture. It is a undoing of society and cultural norms political norms power norms its dominance and control that's january 11th by the way you can look at that with fear and trepidation or you can say i'm going to use that to blow through my blocks i'm going to use that to put fear aside and step forward bravely because bravery has nothing to do with the lack of fear it's taking a step forward in the face of it we all have an instinctual consciousness because we are animals each one of us is a mammal and our amygdala that part of our brain that induces fight and flight or freeze is triggered by change and challenge. Learning how to recognize that in ourselves. It doesn't mean you don't react in fear or rage or freeze or fight. It means you catch yourself in the middle of it and you take a deep breath and you decide which way am I going to go? Am I going to succumb to this? Or I'm going to take a moment of pause, write out the feelings, give myself 60 seconds. It's 60 seconds to let the adrenaline wash through my body, the cortisol wash through my body, taking deep inhales and exhaling slowly to calm my system down so I can make a logical, rational decision instead of a knee-jerk reaction. And if more people did that, we'd be in a better space. Elevating your consciousness is not about perfection. It is about noticing the reaction and deciding to do something else. And we've got that new moon coming up on the 11th. And it's a powerful new moon. It's a great time to set intentions for our ambitions to step into our authentic power, which is not dominance and control. It is just a very strong understanding of self. Why do you think billions of dollars are spent to make you feel inadequate? 
Why do you think you are never encouraged from childhood to follow your interests and your strengths and the skill sets that you are naturally equipped with? You're always taught to look for what needs improvement. You're taught to look at what's insufficient and faulty and damaged instead of looking at what's whole and good and true and skilled within you. Think about that for a heartbeat. Why is there such a massive amount of money spent to get you to oppress yourself? Because you're a lot more powerful than you imagine. But power isn't dominance. It's not about strong arming. That's not power. That's authoritarianism. But it's not power. Real power is knowing that even if you're oppressed, that they can't get to you on the inside. That's real power. That you can guard your authentic self and hold yourself sacred even if things look like they're all going to hell on the outside. It's a hard-won lesson. If you want to own 2024, the goal is to set up your January methodically. Okay, methodically. <clears throat> you don't have to be uber organized, as in, like, you don't have to have every second planned. But you do want to take a look at your biggest priorities. And I would pick three for 2024. Three things that really matter to you. And you're going to build upon those systematically. And you're going to pay attention to what is working more than what is not working. If it's not working, turn your attention to what is working, whatever it is. Because if you can put your energy into what is working, it will grow. Now, that could be something you think isn't important. But it might be the most important thing. And you'll find out later why. I don't care what stories you were told growing up about what makes someone successful or unsuccessful. I don't care that you studied X, Y, and Z. If that career is over, it's over. Put your energy into what is working. Maybe you're a gardener now. Maybe you're a baker. Maybe you are, uh, I don't know, maybe you make the best tortillas. Whatever it is. Put your energy into where things are working. If it's not working, slow down. Stop panicking. Stop freaking out. And stop telling the story of why you never get ahead. Because as long as you're telling that story, you're never going to get ahead. And what does ahead look like anyway? Society is changing and will change forevermore in 2024, 2025, but especially the fall of 2024. 
Normal went away a long time ago and it wasn't very useful, but I've been saying for years, we are never going back to what was and why would you want to anyway? Did it really work or were you just familiar with it? Maybe you didn't have to think as much. Maybe you didn't have to consider. Maybe, you know, you can't go back to sleep. It's too late. You're awake. Now, what are you going to do with your awareness? You know, when we were talking in the Discord on New Year's Eve, <clears throat> somebody mentioned that, you know, they're really planning out what they want to do with 2024. And what they're really thinking isn't so much about what they want to do, but how do they want to feel? And I said, that's it. That's what you do right there. How do you want to feel in 2024? Because the world is going to look crazy. It already does. Do you think it's going to magically change tomorrow, January 2nd or January 3rd or January 4th? It's not going to magically change. Things are not going to suddenly get better because things have to come apart in order to be built anew. And the thing you need to focus on is building you step by step. So how do you wield your consciousness with the liberation? Well, paying attention to your reactions. And I hear it a lot. So-and-so knows I blow up when they do this. Really? So they have control over you because they push your buttons. If your buttons aren't out to push, there's no buttons to push. Now, it doesn't mean that person isn't abusive. But why are you giving them the power? Do you hear what I'm saying? You're not being blamed. I'm not blaming you. But I'm saying if you take away the button. It's hard to push. I've been there. When I withdrew the buttons. Life became a very different game. We have to mind our own triggers. We have to mind our own buttons. You do that. Then you're being deliberate with your consciousness. So... We have instinctual consciousness. We have trans, uh, transactional consciousness. That's our social consciousness. That's where we have our social niceties. We follow the rules, blah, blah, blah. And we all do it, and we all have to do it. Really, telling somebody Happy New Year's isn't that big of a deal. Saying thank you, saying please, the social niceties. We do them by rote. That's okay. But when we play the social roles to just get along... You know, here, can I clear the table? I'll show you I'm a good woman. Right. Let's go have our little glass of wine in the kitchen while the boys watch the ball game. That's transactional. That's the social conditioning. What would happen if during the big game we just turned it to a Hallmark movie? Oh, my God, the Emperor, right? And just say, hey, boys, why don't you go wash the dishes? Now I'm talking in extremes. Right. The horrors. The horrors. Our, we know we have a handle when we don't have to rebel against society. And we don't have to conform to society. When we just transcend our social cultural programming. When we kind of break through it and we realize we have a choice in how we react or respond. 
We might still decide to go in the kitchen and have a glass of wine. We might decide to sit down and watch the game. We might not offer to help with the dishes. Or we might offer. But it's not based on a have to. It's a deliberate decision. And that is a transcendent consciousness. Transcendence isn't above everybody else it's just you're you've moved through the social cultural programming and you decide do i want to do it do i not want to do it how do i want to do it how do i want to be how do i want to feel and you make that step and you choose almost all of the spiritual practices that insist on a paragon of virtue out of people or have you afraid to do it wrong or afraid that there's some kind of punishment for not getting it right. They're just oppressive. What if you can't get life wrong? Like even if you're playing into the social cultural roles and you wake up one day and you decide you don't want to, don't beat yourself up for having done it. Everybody was programmed to. Just part of an experience. Okay? If you want to own 2024, start liberating yourself from your social cultural conditioning because that's Pluto and Aquarius. It can be equally oppressive into forced conformity. And at zero degrees, we have this opportunity to go be wildly liberated. And I think we're going to lean more that direction than we do forced conformity. I certainly hope so. I'm seeing, I'm seeing whiffs of either one. And remember, Pluto doesn't enter Aquarius until January 20th, right after the sun. But you probably feel the urge to liberate yourself in some way from your fear, from your doubt how you hold yourself back, how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself. <clears throat> False humility. Oh, that's a big one. Well, I don't want to look egotistical. Mm, we need our egos. And what do they mean by egotistical? When you know you're good at something, that's confidence. That's not ego. Now, needing everybody to love you, that's ego. Being afraid that people will judge you, that's ego. Being afraid to look stupid in public, that's ego. But knowing you're good at something, no, that's confidence. That's when you're in your power. You want to make 2024 your bitch? You stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. You want to make 2024 your bitch? And liberate yourself from the thoughts that hold you back. You want to make this year your year? Stop being afraid every time you hear some metaphysical information and ask yourself, is that true for me? Just trust your own intuition. And intuition is never anxiety. It's not. If you get a gut feeling, if you get a gut feeling, that, that is your instinct. Intuition, intuition is quiet 
or it's like a lightning bolt or an epiphany but intuition never produces anxiety never all right that's that's my lecture for you for this uh how to own the year okay you own it by paying attention to how you're thinking and the heavy breathing isn't me that that's my grand dog oda hi oda hi she's coming over to say hi <clears throat> the pomeranian isn't here which is good hi buddy yeah so all right let's talk about january and what you can expect and before you freak out take a deep breath and understand that your mindset is what gets us through it really is it's what gets us through and we've got some really really good stuff right now really good stuff going for us we've got venus and sagittarius jupiter stationed direct on the 30th and it is a great time to plan forward but you can't let yourself be distracted all right Okay, I'm going to give you a chance to practice what we talked about. And if anything I say makes you a little nervous, instead of turning off the podcast, what I want you to do is take a deep inhale, either through your nose or your mouth, not, <sighs> that's not breathing. Okay, that's shallow breathing. You're going to belly breathe. Okay, and it's nice and slow. And then exhale. You might have to do it a couple times. You might have to go <sighs> to get some of that frustration or nervousness out. Or you can, one of my favorites is take a deep inhale and then you make your mouth into an O. Like you make an O loose with your lips. Make it loose, not tight. All right. Oh. Isn't that nice? Try it again. <sighs> All right. So if anything I say in this segment starts to make you a little nervous or get you on edge, breathe. That is like, I know everybody's like, don't tell me to breathe. Yeah, you do. Taking a nice deep breath slows you down. Okay. It stops you from reacting quickly it stops you from moving into those fight and flight responses it can help soothe that if you're already in one cyclical breathing nice and slow and steady you don't want to hyperventilate that's why we don't want to do the shallow breaths we just want to take a nice slow inhale and oh yeah there you go all right okay hands on 10 and 2 if we're driving i hope you're not working today january 1st of 2024 we're in 2024 can you believe it all right so 
Mercury stations direct tonight, January 1st. And then Venus is square Saturn. Now, Venus has been in a square to Saturn, to be honest, ever since Venus popped into Sagittarius on the 29th of December. Um, and this is where we're looking at our hopes, dreams, and aspirations against the practical reality. And that's why we're shooting for pragmatism. Okay. Pessimism is not reality. Okay. All the blocks, all the worries, all the fears. Remember, worry is a misuse of our imagination. Oh, what about this? What if this? It could have been this. Well, it wasn't that. You know, all those realists. Yeah, they're not realists. They're pessimists. There's a big difference. Pragmatism is like, yeah, the world's screwed up, but this is the direction I can go, and I think I can shoot my shot. But I'm going to have to do it this way. You might have to change your plans. You may have to look at doing things differently. Okay? All right. Uh, January 4th, Mars ingresses into Capricorn. And remember, I talked about building yourself methodically. Look at the house where Capricorn is at. And that's the house that's going to be most uh, activated. Okay. So you want to take activities in that department. You're probably going to be focused on it anyway because astrology is reflective. But you can do it consciously. So if you're already hustling and grooving and moving or building and, and plotting and planning... You're going to take step-by-step -step action. You want to map it out. You want to execute it. This is the time to execute a plan. Boss bitch energy. All right. January 9th. That should prove to be a very interesting day because the sun is trying Uranus and Mars is sextile Saturn. Make it so, number one. Make it so. This is inspiring. So you could get inspired. You could have a lot of energy. You might feel wired. Um, it depends on where all this is happening because, you know, we have the sun in Capricorn. It's trending off with Uranus still retrograde in Taurus. And you want to look at where those are happening in your chart. And you got Mars sextile Saturn. That is really make it happen energy. Okay, so Mars is in Capricorn. It's in a sextile with Saturn and Pisces. And it is turn that dream into a reality, girl. And all I can hear in my head, because, you know, I get clear audience messages, I'm hearing RuPaul saying, you better work, bitch. So that's that kind of energy. Um, new moon in Capricorn and the moon conjunct Pluto. Ooh, it is, that's an intense new moon, but it's great for blowing past the blocks. And if you get the horoscopes, which means you get the horoscopes are now in the Awake Space Astrology magazine. You've got your new moon affirmations to make your intentions land. Don't listen to anybody on TikTok who says, don't manifest on that day. Um, first of all, setting intentions is planting seeds for the manifestation later because manifest means to reveal. Like internet spirituality is really getting up my nose anymore because people are just making shit up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and maybe people have always just made shit up, but you know what? That it makes no sense what they're doing. All right. January 12th, we've got Mars trying Jupiter. So we're looking at some real zigs and zags 
and having things work out in some pretty miraculous ways. And the picture coming up in my head is like a vase tipping over, like a really expensive vase tipping off of like a, a counter and, and your reflexes are just right there and you catch it. You're in the right place at the right time and the right thing happens. Use it. Um, January 13th. Mercury ingresses into Capricorn and our, our now this is going to be a little subdued energy. We're going to be thinking very practically. You can see people just really getting down to brass tacks um, and looking at getting organized. We probably hear a lot about that. Looking, We may hear people wanting to be entrepreneurial. Then January 20th, the sun is conjunct Pluto because the sun ingresses into Aquarius and then Pluto ingresses into Aquarius. And well, there we go. So the sun moves into Aquarius and then Pluto joins it. And it's it's a wild ride there. They won't be exact because the sun moves into Aquarius first. Now, obviously, Pluto moves slowly, but they're close enough. That's going to be an intense day out in the world. We'll probably see some very historic events on January 20th. Okay, don't don't be surprised if there's seismic activity or volcanic activity or some big politics. Um, we'll talk about that ahead of time. And then January 25th, or sorry, 23rd, Venus enters into Capricorn on January 23rd. Again, this is very diligent energy. This is getting down to brass tacks. This is looking at stability, attracting stability in all practical ways. Um, this is a great time. If you're looking for a job, January is a great time to put it out there. Uh, yes, there will probably be a lot of layoffs in the new year, but that doesn't mean there won't be open positions. This may be the best time to start something entrepreneurial. Uh, don't just fall for the gimmicks though. There's going to be a lot of gurus out there trying to teach internet business. Be really careful if they're showing their cars and they're, you know, they do this little social proof and they, they might even show a bank balance or a PayPal balance and eh, be careful with that. Okay. You know, follow your intuition. Um, don't quit your day job to be an entrepreneur. If you're just getting started. Okay. Give you, you don't want to do that. The people are like, quit your nine to five right now and start a business. Uh, no, that's a terrible idea. Use your job as an angel investor always. And how do I know that? Well, I have coached business owners for a long time. And the dumbest mistake you make is putting yourself in a desperate position. So don't do that. Uh, the January full moon is the 25th and that is the full moon in Leo, which is always high drama. So we'll talk about that in another episode and get you really ready for it. And if you get the horoscopes and above in the Patreon, well, you get your full moon activities for the week. Uh, January 26th, the sun is square Jupiter and Uranus will go direct. And then all systems are go. We just get flung forward. So January to me kind of feels like the stages of a rocket launch, you know, where the different boosters go and January 26th. That's just, that's it. We're just flung forward into the future. All right. I want you to take a deep breath. 
I want you to take a deep breath. Now I'm reading from my slides from the 2024 year ahead. If you're a patron, $15 and above, so the horoscope tier and above, you get my slides from the 2024 year ahead. And then um, you got a $10 off coupon for the for the recording in there. Uh, let's see. I'm going to read from the slide. Now, I wrote the first paragraph back in June because I do the 2024 year ahead. I do it twice. I do it around the solstice, the summer solstice in June. And then I do it again at the end of the year. So when I wrote this first part, we didn't have what was going on in Gaza. You know, that started October 7th. So... This is what I wrote, the, just the first paragraph of this in June. And the, the third paragraph, I added the second paragraph um, in November. So 2024 starts off with political shenanigans, border conflicts with a slow motion morning that turns into a rapid what the hell moment. Could be a big bang of war drums, financial insecurity on a global scale with trade agreements or international organizations stuck in limbo. Well, we've been there for a while, haven't we? January 1st starts off a year of intrigue and systems breakdown while power players fight for the status quo. There's only one way we go through this, and that's forward. Can't look back. Can't look back at glory days. Can't try to hold on to the status quo. It ain't gonna work. We may see intervention happen against Israel for its relentless bombardment of Gaza and the aggression towards people in the West Bank. This could be done by citizen armies, not unlike what happened in Bosnia in the 1990s. And I, I think I wrote that considering the Mars and Capricorn action. So we'll, we'll see what's up with that. And it could also be sparked off by the new moon conjunct Pluto. So we shall see. Uh, weather is wild in January with strange weather patterns, warmer and wetter in the beginning of January. Could see severe weather hit on January 20th or even a solar storm causing some minor cell or internet disruption as Pluto and then the sun enter Aquarius on the same day. Uh, this could also spark a war where there are current border disputes, and that could be North and South Korea. That's getting pretty hot, guys. Um, could be Taiwan, could be Philippines with China. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. And, of course, we still have the war um, in Ukraine. There's a whole lot that can happen. I think we all need to take a deep breath, right? Let's Let's do that. What can you do in the face of all this when you're watching things that are out of your control? Well, you can do what is in your control. Okay. You can still, you want to still pepper the Democrat party um, and your representatives from all parties. Keep doing it. Even if they say, we don't care, we don't listen, we're throwing out your emails, blah, blah, blah. Keep putting the pressure on because the power is with the people. And if you, if you fall for the lie that you don't have power because they're not doing what you want the minute you say it, then they win. That's how they oppress you. It is a long-term sustained action. And remember, we got 20 years of Pluto and Capricorn, or Pluto and Aquarius. Okay? And we're not really all the way there yet. 
All right. This is this is just a precursor of the main energy. We're just we're we're greasing the tracks, okay? We're priming the pump, but we're not there yet. So January is just kind of crazy. Now we can see the the wetter and warmer means like the temperatures aren't dipping quite as low as they normally do. Doesn't mean there isn't cold winter weather. East Coast could get some cold weather snapping pretty quick um, in the new year. Uh, West Coast is probably wetter and just slightly warmer than normal for this time of year. We're certainly seeing that in Southern California. Um, and we're probably going to continue to see some of those big tides. Uh, especially the full moon in Leo. Full moon in Leo will probably see some big tides as well. Kind of happens in El Nino years. Um, I used to live really close to the water when I lived up in Washington State. And one particular El Nino year, man, we had a really big storm during a king tide in January, and it moved the beach six inches. That, that's a significant change to the geography so deep breaths uh, we are in a year of transition before a big year of change in 2025 don't worry about 2025 yet i'll have you ready for it i promise but uh let's take another deep breath together <sighs> see doesn't that feel better just knowing you can do that all of the best answers are simple now are they easy maybe not easy but they're simple okay and it all boils down to the execution okay simple it's conceptual easy well that's that's the execution and it's not always easy to do the most simple thing but in january we want to keep it simple we want to use occam's razor keep it simple right and we want to be pragmatic and build out some real practical steps now that doesn't mean let go of your dreams all right but this is not the year to get on the sugar high of i can make a million dollars this year if you're in debt and, and you're having trouble paying your bills, they like that. That's not the dream. That's a fantasy. Okay. What you can do is I can make a hundred dollars more a month. Okay. I can sell stuff that I don't use around the house. I can clear out my space. I can go garage sailing and flip stuff on the marketplace on Facebook or on eBay, I could sell my skills, you know, I could, I could just do something for fun. And if it turns out into something I can monetize, well, great. If, if not fine, I can apply for jobs, um, in, in areas I haven't thought about applying for before, you know, and just make sure you send out a lot of resumes. If you're not getting any love in one industry, switch industries. Okay. Sometimes that's what it takes, you know, you, you might go for something you think you can't get and then you get it because it's more aligned with who you are. I can tell you if you could align with your authentic self and take action, then it goes. But you got to really know yourself before um, before things work out. OK, you got to align with your interests, the things that enliven you. And then it takes time, you know. It's like building a podcast. The, it takes 
it takes a year to get a good size audience at least okay and then you've got to market it you know you got to do social media or do ads of some kind to get people in to listen to you as well as producing good quality content okay and not everybody's gonna like what you got but you don't need everybody to like what you got you just need your people to like what you got so you got to know who you're talking to all right you might be talking to yourself well guess what there's people like you out there right so so that's january my friends it's a wild and crazy month but there's so many opportunities for us as individuals right there's so many opportunities for us as individuals i'm really loving the the ninth the ninth looks like a great day i'm sure it's a crazy day in the outer world okay but on the inner world oh damn you can really work from inspiration you can really disrupt your personal status quo and really go for something practically cool you know something that really sets you forward and that that's a pretty neat deal that's a pretty neat deal Alrighty, i think it's time for some patron shout outs and then we'll do a little bit of astrology q a and uh i think that'll wind up our episode we're gonna keep it short and sweet tonight all right you heard the music i want to welcome our new patrons in 2024 and if you've been listening to podcasts for a while, uh, I, I'm not listing off all of our patrons. We have a lot of patrons. I am eternally grateful to you guys for that. Uh, the people I am thanking today are the newest ones. We've got Ryan, Polyglot, Therese, or Teresa, uh, Joni, Raquel, Steph, Alexandra, Elizabeth, Zolma, Ashley, Kim, Anita, Lindsay, Jessica, Dora, Denise, Myra, California, Roberta, Andy, Jamie, Johanna, and Stephanie. I look forward to seeing more of you in the new year. Remember, when you sign up for the year, you save 11%. When you sign up for the whole year, there's some savings. Uh, speaking of patron savings, you know, I love to give discounts. We have um, classes coming up. January 21st is the beginning of Intermediate Astrology. And Jan- oh, let's see, what else? Oh, and Astrology 301, Planetary Transits. Now, this is a more advanced form of studying transits. This is, and it really benefits you if you studied intermediate astrology with me already. But if you've been reading for a while and you just want to get a better handle on transit, that class is up. Patrons will get their special discount. Now, I did a juicy 50% off code that was good until January 1st. That is in the Patreon. Um, I'm not extending that not extending that but there'll be there'll be still a good size discount i promise even though the 50 percent is over but that that was that was a special deal uh jennifer is going to be teaching natal chart foundations we're calling her professor jj russell jj russell 
uh, Jennifer will be teaching natal chart foundations, my curriculum. I have certified her to teach that. She is an amazing instructor. And uh, I look forward to I look forward to seeing her in action, getting everybody geared up with their natal charts. So if you've been wanting a deep dive into your own natal chart so that all those squiggles and lines make a heck of a lot more sense and you have a much clearer understanding of yourself and your astrology chart, you want to make sure you're signing up for that. Again, patrons will get their juicy discount. It's not 50% anymore after January 1st. So if you've been thinking of signing up, today is the last day to get that um, 50% off. But there's also payment plans and all sorts of stuff available. And I'll get the the new codes out this week as well for the special savings for patrons. Always special savings for patrons. Try to make it as accessible as possible. Why? Because I remember <laughs> how hard I saved and scrimped to take workshops uh, to further my astrological education. And astrology has never been a self-study endeavor. Astrologers have always worked with mentors and teachers. That is part of the field of study that it is. So if you want to accelerate your understanding, get into a class. So... Alrighty, that's our patron shout outs. I'm going to do some Q&A from patron submitted questions. We're down under 20. Patrons, get those questions in. And because uh, I like to answer them. You guys ask great questions. It's time for some astrology Q&A. Astrology Q&A. Thanks to the patrons of the Awake Space at patreon.com forward slash the Awake Space. Patrons can ask me questions by filling out the googly form. We've got a link to the googly form and you can ask me questions. We're running low. Get those questions in, guys. So Danny asks... When there is a transit moving through an intercepted sign, how is the energy of the transit impacted? It's actually not the transit that's impacted, Danny. It is The transit is impacting the intercepted sign. In fact, that interception gets opened or unlocked by the transiting planet. Okay. So a lot, a lot of times the way we look at uh, intercepted signs is it's a part of you that wasn't necessarily supported in your growing up years, either due to social cultural issues or financial matters, or maybe it wasn't like your family didn't want to support that. It's just they couldn't, you know, there, there's lots of reasons for it. It depends on what's going on. So if, if you've got a transit happening, it unlocks that and you can access your hidden superpowers. Oh, yes. If you want to know more about that, there is a video explaining intercepted signs and houses up on YouTube. And patrons, you know, that's easily accessed every single cringe report. Okay. Because I link all of that in there. But I'll put a link to the YouTube playlist here in the show notes. 
but yeah, it activates the inner intercepted house. So think of it as like your or intercepted house or your intercepted sign. Either way, it activates it. It opens it up. It unlocks the door. The buried treasure is secured. All right. There you go. Great question. Keep those questions coming, my friends. Those are great. All right. Let's see what's the next one. Lisette asks, what would the themes of living on your Neptune line as opposed to just visiting? Ah, I don't know. I couldn't live on my Neptune line. (laughs) Just visiting somewhere. It's really ethereal and foggy and um, very disembodying in my experience. Uh, but it depends on, you have to remember that the lines in astrocartography really correspond with your, your placements in your chart. If you were to like take your, your astrology chart and throw it on a map, it would show where that is the most active, right? Sorry. It, it, it depends on where Neptune is in your chart, right? For me, it's first house. And it took me forever to be embodied, right? I was very disembodied for a lot of my life until I was in, oh gosh, maybe my early 40s. I finally managed to anchor myself all the way down to my toes. So concerted effort and practice. So being on my Neptune line, I'm not that fond of it because I have a very active Neptune in my chart. If your Neptune isn't as active, then it could be very inspiring. I I don't, it, it just visiting you get you get a whiff of it living with it is it's it's constant you know it's just part of your daily life so so for me i can be on my neptune land you know for about two weeks max before i'm like whoa i gotta get out of here i'm just gonna float off the planet so it's up to you i mean and it depends on what sign your neptune is in if you got neptune and capricorn it could be a very different experience you could feel spiritually grounded there okay so it depends on the aspects that are made to Neptune in your chart from your other placements. So it just depends on the individual. So remember, astrocartography is just your chart kind of laid out geographically. Very smart of Jim Lewis to come up with that. If you really want to know more about astrocartography, look up Jim Lewis. Okay, David, I am a Virgo rising and find myself often reading horoscopes for Libra. Yes, Libra risings rather than Virgo risings, since my transits seem to align more with Libra. Yes, if my transits so often align with the next rising sign, why do I have the characteristics of a Virgo? Is it simply that my transits occur a bit later than other Virgo risings, or is there more to it? What's your advice? if any, on individuals with late degree placements. You mentioned in a reading some time back that your daughter and you share the same rising sign degree. I thought you'd have some good insight on this, particularly for Virgos. Actually, I got it for all signs. Okay. Horoscopes are written in general. Okay. They're not written specifically for a particular chart. They're written in general for a mass body of people. So this is where we kind of assume 
things start at zero. And so I have on many occasions said, if you've got a late degree, and I haven't said it in a long time, so thank you for giving me the chance to refresh. If you have a late degree rising sign, or actually mid to late, you know, I'm a 15 degree Scorpio rising, I will read on the first day um, for one sign and the next day for the other, you know. So, but your personality is separate from reading horoscopes. So you have the qualities of the Virgo rising, right? But when we're writing horoscopes, it's not about your personality. We're talking about areas of life impacted through transit. Okay, so it's not about your personality. It's about what what's being activated by transit. Houses represent various areas of life. We ask you to read for the rising sign. And if you're, you know, 15 degrees to, you know, 30 degrees, you, you might want to look at the next sign over. Okay. But it depends on the chart. You got to play around with it. Mm-hmm. But as for your qualities of your personality... That's your natal chart. That's not a horoscope. You know, horoscopes are written in general. They describe activities coming up or themes coming up. But how your individual makeup is, well, that's determinant on your personal chart. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I hope I explained that in a way that makes sense. I feel like I did, but maybe I didn't. Let me know in the comments in Patreon. <laughs> Alrighty. But yeah, I know it gets confusing. It takes it takes a minute to get it. But that was a really good question. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to explain that again. Kendra, are signs that share ruling planets two sides of the same coin, similar to opposing signs? If it's different, how? Oh, damn, Kendra. Good question. So kind of like Virgo and Gemini. We'll just stick with Virgo and Gemini, right? So... Um, I don't know that they're two sides of the same coin, like an opposition. Um, kind of, it's more like a different operational process. So if we look at, um, like Gemini and Virgo, Gemini would be the writing, Virgo would be the editing. Okay. Whereas with Gemini and Sagittarius, you look at Gemini as the learning, Sag is the teaching. Or Gemini is the curiosity and Sag is the vision, if that makes sense. Whereas again, you've got thoughts and revision and refinement. So that would be that way um when we look at saturn like saturn in capricorn is authority through a singular ruler whereas saturn in aquarius is the rule of the people right uh saturn in capricorn is authority through tradition and saturn in aquarius is authority through innovation right it's still authority but different qualities right I hope that helps. So it's a little different, not quite the same. Nuance. Great question, though. That was a great question. Loving that. 
Alrighty. Lissa. Hi, Lori. I recently noticed that most astrologers will say to pertain the info they give to both the sun and rising sign, sometimes moon depending. Example, I'm a Virgo rising and an Aquarius sun, so I would need to listen, read both interpretations or instructional materials for both signs. No. I, I don't see why other people are saying that. I don't say that. Um, I, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> who are you listening to? Who are these people? Uh, I very specifically, very, very specifically will outline what you're reading for. So it's rising sign horoscopes. Okay. I do not write sun sign horoscopes. Those are written in a very different way. And they, the reason those became popular is people didn't know what time they were born. Um, none of my learning materials that you get as a patron tell you to read for your son unless it's describing the sun. The sun is your energy levels. It's not your personality. It's not your ego. I don't care what anybody says. It's your energy levels. Okay. Period. It's your vitality. It's your essential animating force okay rising sign sets the houses which are areas of life okay and how you relate to them so yeah i i don't know why not everybody who says they're an astrologer is an actual astrologer <laughs> so um yeah I, so, say pertain the info they give about the sun and rising sign. So, I'm wondering if you're talking about like TikToks, because I'm like trying to figure out what you're talking about. So, if they say all personal placements, then when I say all personal placements on a TikTok, one, I have limited time on TikTok. Two, you're not going to get the nuance for every single person. But if I say all personal placements, then you need to think, ah, I'm an Aquarius sun. She was talking about Aquarius. So this is going to be my energy levels. The moon, it's going to be my instinctual nature, my day to day, my emotional self will be activated. Okay. Um, and emotional self, that's instinctual self. It's not just like we, when we say emotional, everybody thinks you're getting emotional. That's not necessarily it. It just could be things are up and you're sensing and feeling more. That's it. Feelings are not a bad thing. They just are. Or you could be more intellectually curious if you have an air sign in, right? If we're talking about Aquarius. Um, if it's your Mercury, your Mercury is going to be activated. Okay. Mercury's is thoughts and, and movement, not action, but movement. So if it's your Venus, then your desire nature is activated and desires aren't bad. And it's not always sexual desire. Nature could be, you know, you get new goals or you're inspired to, um, you know, connect with other people in a different way. You might be like, especially if since we're talking about Aquarius, you, you, we'd be talking about um, maybe community efforts or humanitarian efforts, or you might be interested in a new gadget or an invention, or you might get an idea for one. Um, so, or meeting your needs would be up on deck. And if it's your Mars, it's about taking action, right? 
So, and that action could be innovative, disruptive, whatever. You need to think of the quality of the planet and the sign will describe what's going on with that. I hope that made sense. That's a really good question though. That was a good question. But I think that's what you meant. Let me know in Patreon and, and comment in, you know, below the post to let me know if I got it. All right, let's see. Oops. Gotta hit the right thing. All right, um, let's see here. Okay, so this is another question from Lissa. Hi, Lori, back with another story question. I grew up always relating to my sun sign and never really my rising Virgo um, until I turned 30-ish. Now I relate to both and can see myself in my rising, though still feel very much like an Aquarius. I was wondering why this is. I've read others have also felt they didn't relate to their rising as much. I do have a stellium in Aquarius, but I have one in Capricorn too, and definitely don't feel like I relate to Capricorns. Anyway, I hope this made sense. Thanks for the, all the education. You are welcome, Lissa. So let me explain. Astrology isn't about whether you resonate with something or not. And I will argue most people don't know themselves well enough to resonate or not resonate. They don't understand enough about astrology to resonate or not resonate. So your sun is your energy levels. Now, the fact that you have other placements therein, and I'm guessing due to the age, I'm assuming you've got at least Uranus and Neptune in there somewhere. Okay, maybe. Maybe if you're 30-ish. Over the last couple of years, you might have Neptune and Uranus and Capricorn, but um, which is not a stellium; it's a conjunction. But um, most people don't know themselves. Your your rising sign represents your physical appearance. Period. Your first house is your sense of identity and how you view yourself. Okay, sun is not your ego. Okay, sun is not your ego at all. Okay. Um, but it depends. You might have Mercury conjunct and it depends on what else is going on in there. So it's not about resonating and you have to synthesize the whole of the chart. That's why we teach like the classes we teach, right? We've got natal chart foundations coming up January 28th. Um, but most people, when they're like, well, I don't resonate with that. And I'm like, well, how much have you actually studied it? Like, did you read a couple of horoscopes? Did you watch some TikTok videos or a YouTube video or two or read a book? You know, even if it's like a decent astrology book, it could be that it was described in a very, in a manner that doesn't really resonate or make sense. So again, if you read through the astrology guide, volume one, issue one, I do a lot of explanations about the planets, the signs, and the houses in there. And it's, it's a beginning space to really start to synthesize. So one of the reasons people don't resonate is they don't have all the information necessary. You know, especially the way with people vilify signs, you know, like people say, oh, Virgos are nitpicky and Virgos are this. No, Virgos are highly perceptive. And not all of them are neat freaks and not all of them are, you know, you know, tear you apart with the details. Some are, some aren't. Um, not every Aquarius is quirky. 
they could be just hyper focused, you know, or um, not every Leo is gregarious and outgoing. Not every Cancer is a good mom. Not every Capricorn is into business, <laughs> you know. So we have these stereotypes that are very binary in good and bad and over idealized, you know, between this is masculine and this is feminine, nothing in between. And so of course it's going to be hard to relate to, you know, that's why I've worked so hard on giving a different perspective when it comes to interpreting the chart to, to give a wider birth of language still locked into the themes of the sign, but understanding there's a conscious expression that happens within a spectrum. I hope that helps. I hope that answered your question. And if not, you can ask me in the discord, just tag me, or you can mention it, you know, just ask for clarification, um, in the, in the Patreon post for the podcast. I'd love to, I'd love to hear more from you on that. Thank you for the question. Alrighty. Let's see where are we at? Where are we at? Okay. See, maybe there's one more, you guys. Questions. It's it's like eating peanuts. There's always one more, right? So Okay, so Sarah asks, can you please speak to the kind of natal chart or transit chart we pull? I know you don't like whole sign, but can you speak to why and what's the best way to pull our chart every time? Um well again i prefer placidus house systems and i prefer placidus because back when i was a student my teacher had me study 14 different house systems there's a lot of house systems and this was after i became proficient at understanding the planet signs and houses and what they meant and I had a fair idea of how everything expressed. So I was about eight months in when I questioned that because whole sign was becoming popular, you know, with the uh, project hindsight information coming out. And so I was asking about that and he said, well, I'll try it out. And I, again, 14 different house systems that I looked at things in a variety of different ways. And I use Placidus. Placidus is most accurate for both uh, natal and transit. But only if you know what you're looking at, you know, you got to know how to read it. And so, um, but you you can, I mean, it's the default setting on a lot of chart software like AstroSeq. The default setting is Placidus. Astro.com default setting is Placidus. And and there's a reason for that. And it's not just because, oh, people studied it and that's why they like it. No, because it is more accurate. Now, if people are born at extreme northern or southern latitude, you want to use porphyry. Yeah. So I, I'm not fond of whole sign because it isn't very accurate. And it's very confusing for people who don't know how to use it and do the math associated with doing it right. And so it leads to a lot of misinformation, a lot of confusion. So that's why I hope I answered your question. Um, but 
honestly, just because you can pull a chart doesn't mean everybody. Again, astrology isn't really a self-study thing. You want to you want to really understand the meanings of the planets, signs, and houses at, at a level where you feel confident. If, if it, it's hard to study, that's why I put out as much information as I can to help educate people, and then also teach classes. You know, beyond readings, okay, beyond doing readings for people. So that is why. I hope that answered your question. Let me know. Let me know in the Patreon post. Remember, the podcast Patreon post is always free, guys. You can sign up for more information. Um, or not even more information. Occasionally, I write a free post. And I always give you a heads up when the podcast is out. You know. So these are great questions, though. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to teach. It is what I love doing most in the world. The patron-only podcast will come out in a couple of days. Um, I'll be getting the magazine out tonight, January 1st. It might come out around midnight of January 2nd, just saying. Um, I'm actually off for a couple of days. And even though I'll be working on stuff in the background, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to some time for some rest and relaxation i i am going to slow roll january just like i've encouraged you guys to do take things a step at a time remember we're gonna take deep breaths together inhale and exhale slow that mind down slow the hamsters on the wheel down don't spin out take things a step at a time And remember, the only way through it is forward. And we can do it together. Because Pluto's about to enter Aquarius on the 20th. And I think that's all a good time for us to remember that if we hold hands while we cross the street, we're a whole lot safer. I look forward to spending more time with you guys in 2024. I look forward to everybody who signed up for the classes. That's going to be great. And, um... Well, let's get ready for some adventures. And remember, you can always slow it down in the moment by taking a nice, deep breath. It's one of the simplest things you can do to be kind to yourself. I'm Lori Rivers. I want to thank you for listening. Happy New Year. May you have a prosperous and blessed 2024.